Good morning, friends. Welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church. My name is Uyan Kim, one of the pastors here. Uh, we're so grateful that we can gather to worship and praise our God together. I just wanted to remind you of the hospitality path at the end of your pews, especially for those of us who may be first-time visitors or somewhat new to our church. Let us know who you are so we can let us know of how glad we are to have you and to share with you the ministries of our church. There's also a QR code at the back of your bulletin that you can use with your smartphone. And for those of us joining us online, hello, wherever you may be from joining us, there is a virtual hospitality link that you can click on and let us know how we can pray for each and every one of you. I'm so grateful to be joined by my friend and my colleague, Pastor Bill. What else is going on today? Well, you don't want to miss the topping out ceremony. It's today. 4 o'clock in the Parish Life parking lot. Uh, come, sign a beam, put a Bible verse, put something on there that's very memorable. Also, speaking of memorable, Ben and Jerry's ice cream truck will be there, so you all want to come and enjoy that time together. And I also just want to give you a quick update. Dr. Howell, who had that quick surgery, uh, uh, surprising surgery a little bit ago, is at home and resting and recovering well, and all is good. So I wanted to give you that update on his health. And now let us prepare our hearts for morning worship.
affirmation of faith this morning is the Apostle Creed. It's numbered 881 in the back of your hymnals. Let us unite in this historic confession of our Christian faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascendeth into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. invite you to turn in your worship bulletins to the prayer confession which is printed there let us confess our sins before God and one another let us pray gracious God forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision the pain that makes us hide from you from ourselves and from those we love most free us from our confusion heal us from our wounds Resurrect us from our shame. Raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. And hear the good news this morning. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The New Testament reading is 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with the second verse. Like newborn babes, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation, for you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Come to him, to that living stone, rejected by men, but in God's sight chosen and precious. And like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and he who believes in him will not be put to shame. To you, therefore, who believe, he is precious, but for those who do not believe, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner, and a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. 
for they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of God for the people of God. So we continue in our first Peter passages. Uh, we remember how uh, the group of folks who are reading this letter, they find themselves as marginal part of their society with lower status. They are being provoked and slandered against. They are being in variety of ways being persecuted. So the writer invites uh, the Christians who are reading First Peter's to continue to persevere and to remember who they worship, who they are called to be within the arms of this God and the promises of good future. To remember the faithfulness of God in the past, God's faithfulness here now, and God's faithfulness toward the future. We read, uh, disciples of Christ are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. Remember your identity. Remember who you are and whose you are. Uh, remember, remember. How do we remember? This is a, the lesson that we uh, wish to explore today. My kids, third and first graders, and I, I speak of them from time to time, and, and they are learning God's stories each and every day. Uh, every week and month that goes by, they realize something new, read something new, recognize something awesome. And I don't know about you, like we always say we want our children to ask questions, but we rarely say, not like all Christians questions yeah there's there's some questions that we don't want them to ask and they they're asking questions about the bible as they read the bible uh, especially my son but both of them do read the bible quite regularly they're, they ask wonderful but seemingly impossible questions right like death and resurrection questions like adam and eve and original sin questions like uh, uh, poverty and sickness my daughter, uh, a couple of weeks ago, asked, Daddy, if Jesus lives in my heart, which is true, right? If Jesus lives in my heart, does that mean Jesus is microscopic? And if so, how can he breathe in my heart? There's no oxygen in there. It's just full of blood. And it's funny now, but in the moment of, how do you answer such a question? So. A lot of our kids, uh, a lot of times, they, the first person they ask is their mom. They go to their mother, ask wonderful questions, and inevitably, my wife says, go ask your daddy. He's the pastor in the family. <laughs> they come to me, and I listen very intently. I contact them all, and I say, a good question. Ask James how he's our senior pastor. <laughs> it's one of many privileges of serving at Myers Park. <laughs> ask James. Uh, special thanks to our children ministry, our staff, and all the volunteers who serve. Uh, even today, there are those of us at this very hour serving in Sunday schools to teach our young people 
so that they can ask really hard questions to their parents and pastors, yeah? What a wonderful gift. We're so grateful for that. They're learning the stories of God. They're remembering the faithfulness of God, right? Receiving the, the, the narration as it's shown and given to us through the Bible. In verse 2, we read this, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Uh, the, the spiritual milk here that's being described is different from what we find Paul saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 when Paul is actually really providing a critique of the Christian community saying, you guys are immature, grow up already. But here it's not such a sharp tone. What 1 Peter is inviting the Christians to do, all of us and certainly then, is uh, this, this faith journey is not one and done, but instead it is a lifelong journey. It is a lifelong growing, learning, seeking, exploring, asking questions. So it is an invitation to partake in that journey together. Right? And it's a wonderful gift. It's a wonderful gift. Uh, Wendell Berry, who is one of my favorite authors, he, uh, he, he's still living in, in Kentucky, I believe, in one of the conferences that I attended where he was a guest speaker. He said something that's, that, that has stuck with me after all these years, and I've shared this at different parts in our faith community. Wendell said, the critics of Christianity, they make the same mistakes as Christians themselves, and that is that they both don't read the Bible. They make the same mistake. They both don't read the Bible. How can we remember the stories when we don't know the stories? One of our faithful members at our church, Meg Seitz, uh, I've gotten permission to share her story. During the advent of 2021, we're in a Bible study. And she said, hey, Uya, you know what I'm going to do uh, during this advent season? I'm going to read the Gospel of Luke. There are 24 chapters in Luke. So there are 24 days before Christmas in December. I'm going to read a chapter a day in December. And so she did. And she liked it so much. Uh, later on, she told us, a group of us, I decided, now that I'm done with Luke, I'm going to read the other three gospel lessons, Matthew, Mark, and John, and she did. When she got done, she's like, well, now that I've come this far, I want to read the entire New Testament, and she did. And then she thought to herself, now that I've gone this far, maybe, just maybe, I can read the entire Bible in a year. So then she went to Genesis and read the Old Testament. She gave some reflections of this journey. Uh, she said, first of all, you have to read every day. Like if you skip a day or two, it's like learning a foreign language. If you get behind, you'll never catch up. You have to stick with the discipline every day. You read wherever you can and whenever you can. She also said, when you get to the Old Testament, very few people tell you how hard it is to read books like Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Numbers. I see some of you nodding. Yeah, try it. <laughs> when you're feeling strong. Yeah? And here's what else she shared in this journey. She said, reading the, the Bible, particularly the entire gospel lessons, I was surprised that I never really appreciated Jesus as much as I should. She said, Jesus is amazing. Jesus is amazing. She said it changed her life. It certainly changed her daily life discipline. She said she saw the humanity 
in the writers, that these were inspired human beings who wrote about God, but that didn't take away from the, 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 the sacredness and the holiness of this text, but rather it enriched it. The book is far more holier than I ever imagined, and she built relationship with the Bible. It became part of her daily journey. It became part of her daily story, so much so that, um, can anybody guess the last book in the Old Testament? There are 66 books. The last book in the Old Testament is Malachi. She said, I had the hardest time reading Malachi. I cried reading that book, not particularly because it's so wonderful, and I'm sure it is, but it's because she didn't want to say goodbye. She had walked with the Bible throughout the year, and she, the thought of no longer having this beside her each and every day gave her sadness, and she cried, and she didn't want to say goodbye to Malachi because that would have meant the end of reading the Bible. And then she said, I quickly realized, oh, wait a minute. I can read it again, right? And reread and reaffirm the faithfulness of God, remember the stories of God, and to make this story part of my own story. And that's the last part that she shared. When I read the Bible, I realized that this is such an expansive stories about our God that culminates in Jesus. And I realized that God is inviting me into God's own story to make my story part of God's story and to make God's story part of my story. And in this way, you build, as we read in the Bible, build a spiritual house. Not just once, not just twice, but throughout our entire life. In verse 10, we read, once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now, you have mercy. We are invited throughout the scripture to take our story and to graft God's story onto ours and ours onto it. I'm gonna share something about social media and every time I critique social media, I feel like that proverbial guy that says, get off my lawn kind of thing. But I appreciate social media. As, ma as many of you know, I have family halfway across the world, and social media is a wonderful way for us to share pictures and our stories instantaneously. We take great advantage of that. But there is so many unintended dark sides of what social media can do to you and to me. And here's one of them that I just wanted to share with you. I think one of the the great dangers of our modern society more than ever really is a temptation, and this is not just for Christians, but it's for all people. It's a temptation of envy. It's a temptation of envy. And the opportunity and the images and the stories that we can be envious of is now instantaneous and it's infinite. Here's what I mean. We so often now take our story and we put it in comparison and competition with everybody else's story. What do you think that's going to lead to? Limitless envy and jealousy. Right? This is, I'm going way back now. Oh, maybe not way back. John Gilgood. Does that name sound familiar? He was a, a brilliant British actor from the mid-1900s. Uh, in his autobiography, writes this about his struggle with envy. 
He writes, when Sir Lawrence Olivier played Hamlet in 1948 and the critics raved, I wept because he couldn't be thankful for his friend's accomplishment. He was so driven by envy and jealousy, he was in many ways enraged. Envy. God's invitation is do not place your stories beside other stories, for better or for worse, but instead graft my story onto yours because it will not then place you in a place of jealousy and envy, but it is life-giving and life-renewing. Uh, instead of instead of being tempted to think what we are missing out in the world when we take in God's story onto our lives, but instead of envy, we are then filled with thanksgiving. Thankful for the life that God has given to you and me, to us, the church. And, and to celebrate what others are doing. One of the great lessons in the Bible is for me to expand the understanding of my family, that it is not just limited to my mom and dad, my cousins and, 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 and extended family, and my brother. I have one brother. But I want to celebrate other people's accomplishments and their goodness and what they're doing in the world as I would celebrate my brothers. I'm thankful, not envious. Sometimes a little envious. We're all humans after all. But God's story informs me to be thankful. So this is a pretty simple lesson. The very lesson that we learn in Sunday school. One of the key marks of discipleship is that we read the Bible. That we read God's stories. How can we give thanks for those stories that we don't know? And how can we share those stories that we have not read? Read the Bible. And we will be invited to graft God's eternal story onto ours. Stories that are life-giving, life-renewing, and life-affirming. And that we can share that renewed life, transformative life, onto others. And that's a gift. That's a gift. Thanks be to God. Amen. Church family, would you join me in a time of prayer? O oh, most glorious God, on this bright morning we're gathered here because we need to hear the good news once again. We seek to know your word and to be transformed by it. Cleanse us by that word so that we may rejoice once more in our baptism and all that it means. Remind us of the vows that we took, of what we promised for ourselves and on behalf of our children. Call to mind the covenant that we have with you and with one another, an eternal covenant sworn, strengthened, and sustained in love. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God of justice, our hearts are heavy this day weighed down by the scourge of violence in our midst. How it must grieve you that your children 
wound and kill one another. Our many fears give way to anger. Anger becomes hatred, and irrational hatred erupts in violence. So much suffering that leads to even more suffering. And so we earnestly pray for your intervention. Forgive our sense of helplessness in the face of this great evil, and instead strengthen our resolve to respond in love. Transform our vow to resist evil in whatever form it may present itself into acts of love, compassion, and justice. Give us the wisdom, the will, and the courage to act. Use us to bring your grace and mercy into this broken and hurting world. Lord, in your mercy. Gentle Savior, we pray this morning for all whose lives are disrupted, even overtaken, by illness, by fear, by despair. Grant your peace to those who doubt, who worry, or who are anxious over many things. There are many who weigh on our hearts today, for whom we care, whom we love. Hear our prayers now in the silence. We lift all these into the light of your everlasting love and compassion, that we all may know your comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you have called us to be your people, a royal priesthood, those who have received great mercy and who have been called out of darkness into great light. We are living stones in the hands of the master builder, Make us truly a house of compassion, of inclusion, of hospitality, of love, a house in which your name is glorified and your praises raised in joy. May the world look at us and see you. We lift this prayer in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, as we prepare to bring to God his tithes and our offerings, I want to tell you thank you. Through your generosity, we as living stones are being built into his house that provides welcome and transformation to this community. Thank you.
Generous God, it is with joy that we bring these gifts to you. Receive them, bless them, multiply them. Use them to build us into your house that you may be known throughout the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. peace friends we continue to give thanks for God's stories may we continue to make God's story part of our story may the love of God the Father the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore